Welcome to Smutty Scriptures, the podcast where three best friends gather together to explore the holy texts of fantasy romance novels. I'm head priest Blue Cromwell, and I'm joined by my sisters in sin, Cuttlefish and Purple Space Cat, to tell you all about our thoughts on this episode's sacred text. We are actually doing the tandem read of Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn. So this is the sixth and seventh book of the series, if I counted right. Uh, it's the two many. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, we're getting in. We're getting in hot. Okay. After this one, there's only one left. Yes. So we will probably post about that on the Instagram page under Smutty Scriptures as far as the tandem reads. So you guys can kind of follow along because I know this will be a little bit more confusing. The fact that we're reading two books at once. Mm-hmm. Some people will like that. Some people won't. I've seen pros and cons either way. How do you guys want to start this off? I know we have some feelings. <laughs> Before we dive in, I want to mention to everybody that. In Empire of Storms, this episode is going to cover everything up through the end of chapter 23. And for Tower of Dawn, it's up through the end of chapter 21. We went back and forth between them, according to that read. And then I also want to say to the Bloomsbury Publishing House and or Sarah J. Moss, if you want more money, here's what you need to do. I know where this is going. You need to take these books and you need to smush them together in the order of this tandem read. And and then take this gigantic ass. How many pages are in this one? Roughly 1,400 pages. It's a lot. We're going to be splitting this one into thirds. So 660 plus 690. So 1,400 page book. So take that 1,400 page book and just cut it down the middle. Just like, <laughs> all right, you're going to mush them together where they're supposed to go. Right. That's the sound of mushing them together. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. All right. <laughs> and then you're going to cut it in half. So it's roughly, you know, an appropriate book size. And then you're going to resell it to me. I will buy it again mm-hmm. because this flipping back and forth bullshit <laughs> is just that. Um, I hate it. <laughs> it is I such am. a pain in the ass to be like, wait, how many chapters of this do I read? No, I'm in this book. Wait, where did I leave off last time? Was it in this book or that book? I don't fucking know. And then and then I also want to mention, just just for shits and giggles, I don't know what happened, but with my copy of The Tower of Dawn, it's so much like the paper seems thicker, the cover seems thicker, and then Empire Storms, it's just like a, it's like a fucking pancake, which I don't mind. It's just, it's inconsistent. <laughs> you guys are are making my brain really itchy. So we're struggling. <laughs> so just mix it together and then just redo it, and then I will give you sixty more dollars, and it'll be fine. <laughs> You're welcome. How do you guys feel about that with the tandem read? I do feel the same way in the sense of like, it's annoying to have to go back and forth. And then like, I'm like in my head, I'm like, okay, I can read to chapter 21. And then I got to switch on and do this. So it was like, I did constantly have to like, look at the picture on my phone. Yeah. To see where I was supposed to be. Yes. I actually, I see why people recommend the tandem read, but I almost think I would prefer to read them separately. Like if I am to reread the Throne of Glass books one day, 
I will start with Assassin's Blade. I won't read yeah. it in the romantic order. I'll start with that and then go through the story, and I will not be doing the tandem read, I think. Like, not to say, I mean, it's enjoyable. I, I fucking love reading these books with you guys. I mean, it's my favorite thing. But specifically with the tandem read, I think I understand what they're doing because these things are happening simultaneously just across the world, essentially. But I think having them separate would have been really interesting, especially for the Tower of Dawn book, being that we are so far away in this world where there's not really that readily uh, forms of communication that could travel that far. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be better to leave it to the wind, I guess. So leave it to (laughs) Kale feeling this isolation and and what that means for these characters, what that means for, for Dorian and Aileen. Like, it's interesting. I do see the the pros and cons, but I, do, I don't know if I'd recommend the tandem read. I mean, I guess we'll find out at the end, but that's how I'm feeling. What about you, Cuddle? Well, I think from what I understand, there's a lot of main spoilers that happen in the end of both of the books. So if you read one and then the other it would spoil the other book. And so I, I get it. I respect it. I do think like that's a, uh, this is a hefty set. This oh, yeah. is not like travel friendly. <laughs> These, these books, mm-hmm. um, unless you have it, th- this would be something that I would probably have chosen to purchase these on Kindle and read them on Kindle and then instead just bought the books for my shelf because they are quite heavy and I don't necessarily just read in one room and I definitely don't just read in one position. So for me on my couch as I'm like shifting positions and shifting positions and it's like, oh, I got to get the other book and they're kind of they're like little bricks <laughs> uh you know and you're reading and hardcover i like hardcover more than anything well, I think else everybody likes hardcover better but it's not, not true <laughs> not everybody could afford it but i rich blood oh my god stop <laughs> i prefer to read hardcovers so mine are they're heavy and and i'm like man i gotta watch out or i'm gonna hurt somebody <laughs> <laughs> sure but you ever um, get mugged you just gotta like swing your bag and just yeah like, honk them out just I, run away. I, wanted. But I, don't, <laughs> I don't mind switching back and forth i just think it would be easier if it was like like i said on a kindle or something like that I, if i were to do this again i i would get a digital copy and i would put it in word and then i would copy and then i would paste <laughs> So that way I would never have to fucking worry about it ever again where my place was because that's bullshit. But I don't mind it. I think there's a there's a lot going on. And I got to tell you, there was like two places where because <laughs> I, I was reading next to my husband. He was playing a game and I sat up really fast on the couch and my arm went out and smacked him. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> was it the scene with Manon? It was. I fucking it knew really it. was. <laughs> that was. Yeah, I that was, was my like, favorite part for sure, dude. I was sweating. <laughs> oh my god. Then the other one was. I started shouting. His toes wiggled. His to-. my husband was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, what are you reading?" And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> He's like, "I don't think I want to." <laughs> That's <laughs> like a really <laughs> weird fetish. Oh my god. <laughs> It's kale the out here. <laughs> kale, we need a t-shirt. This is Kale uh, Westfall. Uh, you know, find me on my only toes account. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna be merch. <laughs> <sighs> kale Westfall's the only, only toes. Uh, 
Only <laughs> <Only> like <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I hate it. That hurts. I hate writing it down time. right now. Shit. Well, as I do have every episode. That. Welcome to the last episode of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's God. perfect. I do have to say I am very thankful for the tandem though, because I don't know. Oh God, I don't I don't think I could handle just a full fucking book of Carol. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, I can see why you feel that way. I just want to die a little. We'll Whenever I was, he was just like, "I'm gonna be a dick," and I'm like, "War, don't you change? <laughs> you were so close." Well, it's almost like the relationship with him and Urine are supposed to model Rowan and Aelin. Ah uh-huh. ha So that's a big thing that I really wanted to get into <laughs> was the love quadrangle. Yeah. Okay. You did say the word quadrangle out loud earlier, and I was. I did. I (laughs) did the love quadrangle because that was that had me sitting up and wanting to throw the book and and, with like Nessarin and Sartak and and Yurin and Kale or Carol. Yes. And (laughs) I will not back down. (laughs) (laughs) Carol and Healer Lady and Nessie and Nessie Nessie Sky Boy. Nezrin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nessie and Skyboy. Oh my gosh. Sartak? Yeah. I don't know. The one with the bird. I cannot Sartak. follow. They're not the birds. Fucking... It's a giant fucking bird. They are called Caw. R U K is for Ruck, I guess. It goes I guess Rook sounds better. So they've got like a weird love quadrangle going on where they're all like, we're together, but like, we're going to not act like a couple. And then we're going to be like, okay, but like, seriously, the, this other person, like, I totally like them better. But like, we're together, but like, we're not together. And then whenever they're all like, yay, we're going to dissolve our relationship. I was like, no, no. stop it. <laughs> you don't did That's not how that works. Carol, stop being a dick. <laughs> I don't like him with the healer lady. They're supposed to challenge each other. And then they're going to be like, okay, maybe you're not as much of a tool as I thought you were. Maybe you're not as much of a bitch as I thought you were. And then they're going to be like, all right, cool. Thanks for the healing. Peace out, homie. Wow. Just like Rowan and Aelin. And then Nessie is going to be all like, here I am. I put in the work. I put in the time. I'm going to come in and I'm going to now like benefit from the hard work of your healing so we can have an actual relationship and not just a situationship. You think him and you think Kale and Nesrin are gonna end up together? I think they should have. I don't think they're gonna, but I think they should have. No. I shipped it hard because she put in so much work. She was like, it's okay. I can fix him <laughs> her lady was like no no i'm actually gonna fix him and then she's actually fixing him and then nessie's like cool so he's fixed now we can like no. have a whole ass relationship and he's like yeah about that i'm gonna peace out it's you almost go- like selena to kale who she became a different person through healing and could no longer be with kale it's almost like the same thing i don't like it. Puddle has been making the most back. pained expressions of the entire time. I just want my warrior people to end up together. Why can't I have two strong AF physically people that are all warriors be all like Viking lovers together? That's Why can't Aelin I have that? That's Aelin and Rowan right now. 
There's no, a, yes, I, it is. it's Car- Carol and and Nessie. Um, I just, I just I'm sorry so I, I see where you might be thinking about all of that purple, but I think that I feelings. is your trauma talking <laughs> <gasps> because that is a very toxic state of mind. <laughs> I think this honestly, it's hold on. <laughs> you leave me hold on. trauma alone. Oh God. Hear me out. I think when you go back into the last book and you look at the way that they both analyze their situationship, they both, Nezrin and Kale, have said on several occasions that they were satisfying physical needs in one another but that they had not stepped into that line of having emotions and talking about feelings and having a relationship and having it be one or the other and they said that they might try to give it a go now but they yeah, hadn't they actually had do it. Hold, on, hold on they hadn't actually had the opportunity to start that because then he has this issue and he is not feeling comfortable in his ability to satisfy her and blah, blah, whatever, bullshit, male stuff. So they, in my opinion, are in like a weird holding pattern because he can't bring himself to be with her as the man that he is. He was with her physically as the man he was. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't. Like it. It's like the just... previous book, Kale would pick Nesserin. The healed version of Kale, I don't think, I think we'll let Nesserin go and be happy. But I have to tell well, you, yeah, I, I was just going to be happy. I, I want to be happy. I don't think that <laughs> Nesserin wants him either. I think Nesserin thought that that's what she wanted or might want, you know, was willing to give it a shot. Because she did see a lot of qualities in Kale that do exist, like loyalty and, and justice and all that nice shit. Um, all the white knight baloney. But she is not prepared or equipped, I, I don't think, to, or at least there there has been no mention that Nezrin is willing and ready to travel into those dark places to mentally help Kale like heal his inner stuff and i think that that's a requirement in a relationship or at least one that's like solid yeah (laughs) and she's not that but we see her now in this new place and she's blossoming she's like you know got a whole new sense of pride in her heritage she's like oh my gosh i love like the people and the culture and she just couldn't almost all of nezrin's point of view is how much she's in love with that country. I have to be honest with you, as much as Nezrin wants to help Aelin and fight this, I don't I don't see her coming back. I don't <laughs> think she's gonna settle back in Rifthold when it's over. I think her I and think, will end up together and they will lead the Rook Warriors and everyone over right. to Rifthold too. But but that's what I'm saying is that she's not gonna be on like Cambodorian. I think she's right now rooting herself back into this like antica this old country that she's from and i think that's kind of where she's wanting to put down roots and to to kind of have be her home 
and she wants her family okay but like this is where she's happy her house her her family her love her appreciation and all that i think sartak is just kind of maybe a mirror of that in literary terms i think he's just kind of an ornament right now at least at this point i think he'll i love that there's a man that's an ornament <laughs> but i i think that she would be happier without kale and i think kale's gonna be happier without her it's almost what like I, Yurine and her trauma and her healing is going back home and so is Nesserin's, but their homes are in opposite direction. You're correct. I love that. I don't want them to be happy. <laughs> I want to be happy. <laughs> and this is escapism and they should just do what I want them to do. Yeah, I well, think that's fair. What's that TikTok that I made? It was like, when you want the first love interest to work out, and it's like, <laughs> that's not how this works. I have strong feelings and the just <laughs> Maybe yep. Sarah will convince you later that things might be a well, I mean, we, we know how this goes. I come in here with really strong opinions that are firm and rooted. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, fuck this shit. Burn everything down to the ground. Ah! Yeah. And then the next time I'm like, okay, that was maybe a little harsh. <laughs> that was the cycle that continues and then we're like but what if <laughs> we're like no okay maybe so a little bit here's here's my real question though mm -hmm. obviously i think that we are seeing kale especially at the very very end of where we stopped kale is starting to have some very big feelings about what he's done and you know all this guilt that he's gonna have and and whatever do we think that the conversation that they had on the couch and what they've kind of been going through counts as cheating. It's kind of obvious that Kale might think so, but do we? Which couch? There's uh, the, too the many. The party scene where they're the party like, scene, yeah. On opiates. Mm -hmm. Oh, Coltane would have loved that. I miss her. Do we find that as like Kale cheated on Nezrin? I don't think oh. it matters. Hmm. I don't know if I would describe it that way, just because of the nature of their relationship. Because Situationship. Not, exactly. It's not even a relationship. So I would say, and I don't necessarily think either one of them are acting on it. Like, they're very much wanting to go about that path. And I think we will get to a break soon where those new allegiances and how things change, I think that will be acknowledged. But considering the relationship with Nezrin and, and the history that they've had and her joking about like suitors being at her door and stuff. I think there's like a surface level understanding where it's like you see me over here with him I see you over there with her we're both not really crossing the line but also we haven't been intimate with each other for months and are we together? Like because she kissed me and I was surprised but I don't really like there's not a lot of communication which is Purple's favorite thing um, <laughs> absolutely great i think that's partially why i maybe it's also because these characters maybe necessarily wouldn't open up without external stimulus but i think part of the setting of like the opiates and and the the energy that was created in that room specifically is so maybe a character who would find that to be more distrusting or, or maybe an example of cheating would be like oh everyone's high some people prefer not prefer some people prefer forgive those type of situations more so than like, oh, you kissed a girl and you're drunk. Like people obviously it's shades of gray for a lot of people. So I think that might play into why Sarah chose that setting for that scene a little bit. 
besides her own characters, uh, how closed off they are. So I don't. I wouldn't say no, but it's getting there. I don't think that they're cheating. I don't think that anybody's actually fucking done anything. But I think that it's time that they had a conversation. Communicate <laughs> what in this kind of. But I don't think that they're willing to admit yet what they're both doing or thinking or feeling to one another because I think they think that they're going to hurt the other. So when that conversation does happen, and I do think it will happen, I think we're just going to see what, well, but that's what I, I was actually going to say that to you. And then it's going to be like, oh, so are we good? Yeah, yeah, we're good. I think that's probably going to be what that conversation mostly looks like. Yeah. What do you guys think is going to happen with Hashin? Hashin? The one that uh, wants Irene. Is it Irene? I feel like it's Irene. I was saying Irene. Healer lady. Yeah. We could just say Irene. But Cash was the one that was obsessed with her. Who? Why do you you say who? Like, if I told you the name, you'd be like, oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I remember. (laughs) It is the stalker boy. (laughs) So Uh, it actually. that serious. It is apparently. It's Irene, according to the official official thing. So you have Duva, who's the pregnant one. You have Elid or Elid. Low Karn. That's that's apparently that's how you how say that. I Sarah J. Mass go directly. To <laughs> What's Low Karn? Who's that? Uh, oh, that's Elid's last name. It's it's Lochin is what mm-hmm. it looks like, but apparently it's Low Karn is the official. Oh, uh, I was saying Lochin. Yeah, uh, I was saying Lochin. It's Hafiza who is the the big healer lady, the older healer lady. Oh. I just called her old lady. Um, the friend uh, princess is called Hossar. That's H-O-S, princess pirate lady. Hossar. Yeah. Okay one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cashin is caution. Is yep. that the stalker boy or is that the bird? That's boy? the one. That's the one who wants the healer. He There's wants also spy Uri- boy Irene. Nezrin Felik. We've got Nezrin. Uh, Sartak. It's our tech. That's Irene the bird boy. Ta- Irene yes. Towers. No. And the one who died is Deadly. Uh, it, it looks like Tumalun, but it's supposed to be Tumalun. Is how you officially pronounce it. So it's Irene. Illegal. Well, yeah, right. and then you got you got like you got Bird Boy, and then you got stalker boy and then you got my <laughs> boy and then i think there's tall old boy man it's almost like oh the older brother that is our gun argon our is that tall old boy or is that's that the, spy that's, boy that's the that's spy, the spy one that's yeah. spy boy mm-hmm Okay, but let's let's talk about the really important part the part that stood up the most where this weird family is concerned, okay? What? Okay. Whenever Nessie got on Bird Boy's bird, and then it ate a crocodile. At least that's what it was in my brain hole. What did you guys think it was? I feel like that's the one thing you marked. <laughs> I, didn't, like- <laughs> I didn't even think twice about that. I'm not going to lie. I'm, me either. Not but a single Sarah thought. never does anything without a meaning something. Have oh. you met her? <laughs> I think the part about that that was supposed to stick out was the warning at the end of it. Gross. Of, uh, ju- be careful just because 
you know, everything looks fine <laughs> does not mean that it is. Yeah, but it's all like, sorry, what was it? One more time. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Got it. Right. So what did you guys think it was? Did did you were you going like I did weird like river sea surfing? Were you going crocodile? Were you going like anaconda? Were you going like weird water dragon thing? I cannot stress this enough. I did not think about it. I didn't either. Guys are just letting me down. That's not the (laughs) that was like the highlight, okay? Oh my god. Welcome to the last episode. I'll just like <laughs> goofy. I never thought about it because I mean, Abraxas eats whatever he wants, and it's never like a thing. I mean, they talk about like sheep and goats and shit, but I'm like, okay. Oh. But like, it sniffs flowers, so it. Wow, not going to assume it's gender. Um, it's a sky puppy, and we all know that. So in Tower, I mean, I mean the bird is a sky puppy. It's... No, it's a it's a bird. Yeah, yeah, it could be sky burb. Burb. At the end of chapter 14, my hardcover edition, that is page 154, the part that we're queuing into is, it says, in the Holy Scripture, uh, the very end says, there is beauty in my father's lands, but there is much lurking beneath the surface too. So that's what they're referring to is after the Kadara dipped into the water thrash and sent something hurling riverbank. Heartbeat later, she was on it, talons and beak spearing and slashing, the thing beneath her fought, twisting and whipping, a crunch, then silence. The ruck calmed, feathers puffing, then smoothing against the blood, now spatter, blah, blah, blah. It was enormous, nearly 15 feet, covered in scales thick as armor, like the marsh beasts of Eelway, but bulkier. Fatter from the cattle, it no doubt dragged into the water along the rivers. So yeah, I would say like a... Like a... Crocodile, like a crocodile. Mm-hmm. So, caca, go kick it. Yes, <laughs> that yeah. was my favorite That's part of part. of this that? book. <laughs> Is that your favorite part of our reading for this session? Like yeah, from Empire Storms too, or no? Okay, it's just, just your favorite part of, of this book of oh. Tower of Dawn. Are we? Yeah. Are you serious? We could do five yeah. parts of each for sure. When all the toe curling was right there? <laughs> Listen, you guys get the fancy grippers. I want I want <laughs> all of the animal puppies. Listen, so... it's not my fault they're strangely intimate, okay? That's... <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Listen. That's... <laughs> Bring it up to Sarah. I didn't write it. <laughs> I would say... Oh, wait, was... is Manon in this book? Or that's the other that's one? The that's other the one. other one. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. I rest, I rest my case uh crocodile death death by big bird okay is uh best death part of my big bird got it <laughs> Dawn, best Dawn, part. <laughs> my favorite in that book would probably have to be like a favorite part or favorite scene probably the party i think that was um an interesting <laughs> building of the two's relationship between irene and kale i really liked how that played out in the tension and i guess in general I just really liked their relationship. Like, like there's so much that I feel like you can point to to say or draw a, a line of similarity between like Aelin and Rowan and then like how their relationship started. And just like the scene where Kale is mentioning like 
you can't hate me more than I hate me. I'm like, fucking Alien yeah. said this like two weeks ago, brother. Like they are so <laughs> alike sometimes that it's 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 funny and it's it's different. It's just sad. <laughs> well, sure, but that's like the goal of healing, right? Is to yeah not wallow in that pain, you know. And I love the way that like she treats him with a lot of respect. Like, I think one thing that kind of shows the relationship between, like, Nesserin and Kale versus uh, Irene and him is how they treat him as far as, like, Irene seems to understand there is, like, a fundamental, because she has so much experience with this injury or with with people who have different uh, disabilities or, or different sicknesses and whatnot and how that affects them. I love the fact that she doesn't push his wheelchair. I love the fact that she doesn't oh, yeah. get everywhere on his own. I love the fact she gets him on a horse. And she's like, I'll show you how to do it. And then when he's like, hey, you made a fool of me because I, like I was I'm starting to get autonomy. Like I'm starting to be able to like move around a little bit now. And like you made a show out of it, how he felt right yeah. at the time with the training where he the um, women in the class were getting him on and off the horse and, and how she genuinely like took a step back and was like, holy shit. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't I didn't think about how you'd feel like she is really getting to know that side of him and still letting him be himself, I guess. And I I fucking love that. I love that. No shame to Nesrin for trying to help out. But at the same time, like, especially from a romantic partner, I can see, or potential romantic partner, someone he's had intimacy with, I guess I should say, having that would put him back into a dark mental space, I say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. So that was my favorite for Tower Dawn, though. I thought that scene was pretty, pretty funny where, you know, he's getting oogled <laughs> by all these girls. <laughs> it was it was cute it was cute and i think he kind of also acknowledged that that was kind of cute and adorable i do love he was kind of flirting with irene after that and i i did like that little banter back and forth i thought it was very he was like a different side to kale that i don't think we've seen yeah. in a while like flirting and confident kale i mean yeah we understand there's there's still a lot going on he's got a long way to go but just him being kind of joking with her. And, and I, I liked that. I really did. I love their juxtaposition yeah. with where they're coming from. I love the growing together stuff. Yeah. I think it's really good for Kale's character to <laughs> see this side of magic, too. For a long mm-hmm. time. Now, Kale did overcome a lot of his wrong ideas about magic and magic users, I think. But... He has only in his world only seen the <laughs> downside of destructive. It, right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. only seen the pain and the violence it could bring. He hasn't seen the good side of it because he even mentions when magic fell, healers went first. They were right. Gone. So he has never really experienced the the joy and the healing and, and how beneficial that can be. And I think that's an understated part of his healing. And it's so it's interesting to watch him be forced to rely on that compared to where he's been in the last couple of books. It's like a really interesting arc where mm-hmm. I hope they acknowledge it in the text at some point, but we'll see. Yeah, I completely agree. My favorite part of Tower of Dawn. So I had, I had two, but for very different reasons. I really enjoyed the writing pre murder in the library. Sure. I was really suspenseful. I, I was in great amounts of suspense. Were you suspended? I was suspended. Wow. Um, when I was reading that, I was like, oh, my God, what is it? In I, the when scene I was in the library or like before that, you mean? 
in the scene with where she's studying in the library and it's dark, I got very spooked and was oh, and <laughs> I loved reading that and going through the emotions, I guess, of suspense. And I because that's yeah. I don't think we've had that really. No, in a Sarah J. Mass novel so far. Yeah, I love the spooky. It's really yeah, cool. it nice. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Not. Because I like the girl dying, but because the writing, I think, was good. <laughs> but it's reader. Oh, wait. <laughs> the other piece that I really liked was Kale and the description of her, like, reaching in and finding him buried in this darkness, screaming, and her just hugging him and embracing him. And have that do a little bit of healing because I just the imagery of that that she paints in that chapter when she's explaining to him exactly what on her end she she did, I think is so unique and accurate. And I just loved that that imagery that Sarah used. And I love how it embodies hope in Kale's story and in her story, you know. Because I, I do often think that whenever we are in, you know, in our feelings or in our moments of trauma and despair, sometimes it is someone reaching in, literally yeah. reaching in darkness and just holding you and embracing you and taking you as you are and, and giving you a little bit of light. And I think that was just beautifully written. I think the imagery was perfect. And I think that's probably got to be my favorite, favorite part. Oh, yeah. I think it helps too with like, for Kale to envision that and to have someone there that can access those parts of him is so powerful for him as a character and, and where that could take him emotionally. I mean, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. And he's not used to being taken care of. He's kind of the one used to being the one that takes care <clears> of. <throat> no, but even then, he's still like, rec- like he still would not take his drink until she took it and that's so sweet i was sitting there like but kale maybe like <laughs> i was getting all emotional <laughs> i mean i wasn't like crying but i was like bah. then i'm like smacking my husband why don't you give dude he's like you don't even love tea <laughs> you don't even drink tea dude, that tea sounded like it tasted so fucking good though. i know dude i was like god i want some now <laughs> um i i Kind of while I was reading that section, drew a parallel in my mind to Akatar. Whenever they describe Feyre and Reese and their their minds on the bridge on either side, how they have the gate, the wall. Mm. Okay. I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, I know that it's. <laughs> I was like, I know that this is this is you know we kind of find out it's. Mates? Of course it's mates. You know that it's but mates. they're human. <laughs> that doesn't matter. This is Sarah. They're Leave mates. her there alone. Is a, there is a rope between them. Oh. Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, Why did he talk about a rope? Yes, I Why did he talk about a rope between them? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hey, you find that. <laughs> let, me, let me consult the royal, the, the, the holy scriptures here. And uh, it happened. It definitely happened. Well, it just made me think about how... They talk about, you know, several times where they 
you know, drug their claws against the door or the gate or the wall, whatever you want to call it, or they, you know, pounded on it trying to get through or whatever. And it made me think about that whenever she was describing, you know, trying to heal him and there was a wall there and that's what she was putting her effort into was was trying to get past it. And that's not even where he was. <laughs> but that made me think about that. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if that means something or if that's just repeated imagery for easy sake. Mm. Also, though, that tea, man. <laughs> I found a part about Kale. Okay, what, where, is, where is it? What, 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 uh. So this is Tower of Dawn. This is chapter in the scriptures. It is chapter 21, and it's at the end. So it's page uh, 261 for me. Even across the nearly hundred feet of polished marble and towering pillars, the space between them went taut, as if that white light he'd glimpsed inside himself two days ago was a living rope, as if she'd somehow planted herself in him that afternoon. And he's talking about, like, looking across from her. What? I missed it completely! How did I miss that? <laughs> They're fucking maids! I can oh feel my it god! In my also, it in it's my important phone. to note that Reese and Pharaoh were mates Whenever Reese was uh, Faye and Feyre was human. Right, because he had visions of her from the job. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Interesting. They're mates. <laughs> Absolutely mates. I'm calling it now. Predictions. <laughs> <laughs> so, who gets to keep the burb? Uh, what? what do you mean by that? <laughs> Who gets to keep the bird? <laughs> I mean, I just feel like if they're going to go through a divorce, I mean, so that way they can be with their mates or whatever, some stupid shit. I just feel like Carol needs to ride on the burp and eat a crocodile just once. Oh, my Maybe. God. So for Empire <laughs> of Storms, I know we got through our Tower of Dawn. Oh, yes. Favorite yeah. So I think, are we done pretty much with Tower of Dawn, though? Well, hold on. Let me let me go through the rest of my stuff and make sure. Uh, my least favorite character is Princess I'm a Bitch. That's... Hassar? That's Princess Pirate Lady. Yeah. She's my least favorite character. Because she's... My lesbian icon? I mean, that's cool. But, like, as a person, I hate her. So I did have a a thought about Empire of Storms. Oh, Gabriel found out he had a son, and he was like, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, oh, baby, he's probably got so many things going on in his head, and the poor little kitty man. <laughs> he's got a kitten of his own now. I just. <gasps> <he talks. laughs> Wait, does that mean? Does that mean that no. he he's half Well, but um, so is what's her face is 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 half, and she can do human fey transformations. So I just feel like he should be a kitten. Maybe they need to do that word mark that Nehemia did on Dorian to unlock his power. Dorian, you I mean, forgot that. No, she mean, did. I forgot face? about that. Yeah, when Nehemia did that uh, word mark on Dorian's chest, and then his power started forming after that. 
I forgot about that. Interesting. Maybe he will transform. <laughs> All right. So Gabrielle, uh, Gabrielle, get whatever. Gavin is a cat man, and he found out he has a kitten, and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> what about because Adian and Lysandra have like a little thing going on? I love that. Hypothetically, in that world. Here's- if if he turns into a cat man and she turns into a cat lady, oh my! God. If they got together and they had kittens, mm-hmm. would they be cats or people? Yes, or cat people? Yes, <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Can you imagine the that? Yes. them like hunting together in the woods as like animals? Fuck, that'd be cool. Would be cool. Is that I just need that spicy scene for science. <laughs> No, we don't need cat spicy seeds. <laughs> what? Listen, there's plenty of scenes about pussy. We don't need it to be literal. No, no, that's <laughs> you I need brain because they're they got their people brains. So I need it from the brain point of view. Just I, leave I, me alone. Please take that out. Please don't keep that in. <laughs> Just leave me alone. You keep your grippers. I'll keep the pussy. It's fine. Oh my god, I'm calling the police. They're on their way. Oh my god. <laughs> I do ship Leave me alone. Lysandra and Aiden, Aiden that, that's going to be something special. I, I hate it. that he, he with his heritage, would give her social purchase. Well, doesn't she already uh, have it now because of what no, he's granted her? No, unfortunately. She doesn't, her, her footing is not steady. So I hate that, her, it, you know, them being together is probably a thing. And I hate that, even though I love that, I hate that. Her status will be, you know, secure because of his birthright stuff. You don't feel that way with Rowan and Aelin since Rowan's heritage means nothing? No. Why not? He's a male. It doesn't matter. Oh, right. 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 <laughs> How could I have forgotten? He is fine. <laughs> so just in summary, Gavriel is a cat man mm-hmm. and he has a kitten and his kitten is cousin dude whose name I forgot. And cousin dude whose name I forgot is gonna be a cat man. And then he's gonna hook up with the cat lady. And then they're all gonna be a cat family and it's gonna be amazing. And I love it. Maybe. It's just a family of cats <laughs> hanging out. So that's your favorite of Empire of Storms? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. was that was a really big thing. I just wanted to be like, oh. I see, I see, I see. Yes. Did you guys have any general impressions or anything you wanted to discuss? I just kind of hijacked that. My bad. (laughs) You're fine. I mean, I mentioned it earlier that like my favorite part of Empire Storms is definitely the scene of Manon turning on her grandmother. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) I I cried. I was like, Manon, please, (laughs) bro, please don't let me down right now. Bro, please. Honorable mention goes out to page 46, though, in the scriptures, if you will. Oh, about what Manon looked like? Damn it. Yes. My quote here that I wrote says, she looks so badass. Hashtag yes, mommy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just the, the fucking um badass outfit. And she's like, yeah. And then they're all like, oh, my God. And then she's like, rah, rah, rah. and then my brain was like, step on me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <Goofy>. <laughs> I do love her. So. Though. An absolute. So, bad. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
step on me, mommy, and I'm going to kill you, grandma, mommy, Gra- grandmommy, hmm. whatever. <laughs> We're best parts. <laughs> yeah, I love how I... relationships come out, like her, Manon and Astrid. Oh, God, I love it. I, I, love, I loved that part with Manon. I was wondering what, how they were going to do it. But even so, if you turn to page 168, this is in chapter 18. I thought it was interesting that we're getting more information about obviously Manon's past, but his despair was delicious when I told him what I'd done to her. This is Manon's grandma talking. What I would make you into, not a child of peace, but war. And then three words made. made, made. Made, made, and I I know it's not cauldron made, but I think <clears throat> that this idea of having been crafted and created matters in her story, and I think that that is incredibly important in understanding who Manon is and what makes Manon Manon is that she, where is it, not a child of peace, but of war. So she was supposed to be something else and she was made into what she is. And um, g- getting the, the Manon is the, a, a queen of the, of the other witches. I was like, bro, there's no way. That's crazy. It was really cool. I, I love, I did not see that coming for some reason. No, you know why you didn't see it coming? Because the witches are all ladies, except for a little bit earlier on page 168. It said, your father was a rare born Cochrane prince. Croak, crochin, mm-hmm. whatever. Cochrane is what I'm going to say. He was a he was a fucking dude. Well, I mean, obviously your dad's a dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was a witchy. It was a witch boy. Yeah. Yeah. Ha- hashtag witch, witch boy, I guess. Whatever. So her dad was a witch and her mom was a witch and they were all like witching it up together. Mm-hmm. Witch goals. Betwixt <laughs> the sheets. No, that's oh. a bad. <laughs> that's cut that. That's terrible. <laughs> <I'm leaving. laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, whatever happened to to witches are always ladies, except for when they're not. Maybe those ones are killed. <laughs> And that's like a secret of the community that like, for some reason, that's not a thing. Maybe because of the attachments that the female witches would form if they fell in love. Uh, something but about they, it being a distraction, maybe. But they love ladies. Yeah, but they can't sire children. So I think maybe it's uh, a different. They are trying to stop that like family bond, I guess I'd say. Yeah. They're like, you'll have, well, at least you'll on have that sex side. you want. That's fine. But what do you mean you fell in love and have a different set of priorities and want to go live with your child in the woods and raise him differently? What do you mean by that? Um, ew, gross. Yeah. Um, actually, you're dead. <laughs> actually, mm-hmm. you're fucking dead. Nice try. Manon literally using that moment to throw herself at her grandma in a way to, to sacrifice herself for her team it, or for her coven. Oh, <laughs> I love it. The way that Astrid was there and Manon was recognizing that if she just spoke up in this moment, her life would have been saved, but she was still willing after all their thing they've been through to fucking die for Manon in the 13. I was sweating. I was like, no, Manon, <laughs> don't do it. No. Thank God. They got her ass out of there. And now her group of uh, Wyverns and her witches are free to help Dorian and their allies, Aelin, because they're already on good terms. 
And the sky puppy can always sniff the flowers whenever he got he slash she slash they. Goddamn fucking please. Can Lysandra, can she transform into a wyvern? I think that they, whenever they're in the temple, um, <gasps> they are alluding to it. Yeah, okay. because in the Hulk form, sitting in the rafters, staring down at the newly cleaned floor, and it's the ornamental dragon thing and apparently lysandra is like hashtag transfixed mm -hmm. that is foreshadowing lysandra gonna be big dragon thing i would love that you want to talk about fucking sea monsters <laughs> oh yeah the way i wanted to throw my book against the wall when <laughs> they were talking about how the valg mm -hmm. were sea monsters Wait, what? I wanted, yeah, yeah. Did you miss that part? I did, did apparently. How was that? What the absolute fuck are they going to do with that? I am so excited. <laughs> I don't even know what they're going to do. Maybe Aelin will just boil the seas. She does have that drop of water magic. Maybe that'll come into play. That's healing okay. stuff. Could be something else. I think Aelin should just boil the sea. Just, just make it boil. Just be like, oh, sushi for everybody. Okay, oh, here we go. Cooked. <laughs> what page? <laughs> uh, page 202. It's in chapter 21 of Empire of Storms. And we're, uh, Rolf is explaining what's going on to Rowan and Dorian. And he's like, what manner of beasts, Dorian said. Sea wyverns. Witches rule the skies with their wyverns, but these waters are now ruled by beasts bred for naval battle. Foul corruptions of an ancient template. Ancient template. You mean like the ones that should be up where Aelin did all the pew-pews at the temple? Huh, maybe? Are there, are there more of them and that's what the Rook ate in Tower of Dawn? Imagine a... <gasps> Oh, <laughs> it's imagine a creature was important. <laughs> God damn it. the size of a first rate ship faster than a racing dolphin and the damage it can cause with tooth and claw and a poisoned tail big as a mast. Worse, if you kill one of their vicious offspring, the adults will hunt you to the ends of the earth. Wow. The Valg took the fucking sea monster thingies up by that other place where the temple is and you had the, the people from the before time, right? You know what I'm talking about? And the Valg took them and turned them into demon versions and we're going to get them back. I don't know how we're going to get them back, but we're going to get them back. That's my... I'm calling it now. We're getting it back and we're going to have monster fighting. We're going to monster fight. And That's Lysandra's going to lead them. Lysandra's going to lead the <laughs> monsters. Lysandra's going to do it. It's going to happen. That's what I think. I about <laughs> cried. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I Sorry. have a burning question about this particular passage. Mm -hmm. Yes. When you were reading it, either one of you, I just need to know am I the only one? That got the mental image of the pirate lord standing on his uh, little chain up and down tower thing with a checkered flag for there to be a race for the dolphins. Oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you not kidding? Oh, no. <laughs> like racing dolphins. <gasps> they have dolphin. Ra- How do you even train? Like, my brain went on a whole fucking tangent about, like, race cars, race dolphins. Oh, my God. Who is training them? Is there a secret underground race ring? Where do they do this? How do... I mean, what are their sponsors? Like, I I just needed to know so much about that. And then and then just hearing what you say it sponsors? out loud. <laughs> Fuck off. Hearing you say it out loud, it just made me be like, oh, rate, rate, like, race, like, like, going fast racing. Yes. Not, not like we no. have an underground racing oh my God. ring oh my God. where we're going to play an actual. Shut up. I just want to know if I'm the only one. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Like the fuck. Pretty sure you're the only one. God damn it! I, I, but the last one you pointed out was, you know, maybe a plot point. So I mean, you might be onto something. He gave up race, the slave trade race. for dolphin racing. <laughs> that's really well, that's, that's the true hero. That's of really the story. what's going on here. Yeah, I think we can. All it's agree. an underground. Ra- it's an underwater racing ring for dolphins. Predictions for the next book. Let's go. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> I just want to take a second and say I appreciate you for only judging me a lot instead <laughs> of the maximum amount. You're you're like the maximum amount minus five, and like I appreciate that you give me that five of wiggle room. Listen, it's well. First of all, you are the chaotic energy we crave and need in this podcast. And you're welcome. That. Hey, it's a valid part to play. I love it. It's somebody's got to do it. It's not easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is definitely not easy to get through these fucking books yeah. with this chaotic fucking trash can of a brain I've got going on. To come up with all those new names. <laughs> to come up with new names. <laughs> yeah. it's, very, it's like murder hoboey, but like not. It's kind of weird. It's very chaos D and D moment, and in I the best here. of ways. You're like a real life bard. Yeah. 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 A real life bard, huh? Yeah. Well, because you get bitches too. Oh, I so. mean, I would. <laughs> let's get Banan over here. <laughs> so, at that particular point, I want to say something that surprised me a lot. What's yeah, that? you had a surprising moment in there? I had two mm. page 31 and page 36. Of Empire fucking or, everybody no? out here be gay. The fucking old guy, gay. Fucking uh, the matron, gay. She's oh, sugar yeah. mama, gay lady. Oh, I see, I see. Sugar mama, gay mm-hmm. matron lady, and then fucking gay lord, the gay lord. I was like, the fuck. Everybody out here begin with their own. What? And then I, I see, like, uh, Sarah is, like, a controversial author because there's not a whole lot of representation. And then this is, like, it's, it's like Sarah saw that. She's like, you know what? Fuck it. Everybody's gay. We got a gay princess. We got a gay matron lit witch lady. We got we got more gay witch ladies. We got a gay lord who I'm going to call gay lord for the rest of my life. And then... He also gay demi couple too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm like, oh so much gay. Not enough I appreciate. Gay. I'm ready for no, a main character. Never enough gay. gay. I cannot wait for more in Emery. Oh my god. That's crazy. 
I'm I'm ready. But that's neither here nor there. Well, I was hella surprised that the rich old dude that was a lord, arguably the most powerful of them mm-hmm. in Terrison, was gay. Is gay. Is gay? Was gay? They was gay for the other gay guy. Equal rights, but also... And I was like, nice. And then they're just like, yeah, that's a thing. We're just not even... It's not even... It doesn't even... It's not even a thing. And I was like, ah! I love it. And then finding out the matron was a fucking... Was fucking a lady. And was like, sugar mama. The whole... With her... And I was like, what? 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 LGBT <laughs> representation. Sarah so, said, let the pride happen before the fall. And then shit goes crazy. One of the parts that I also liked in this one is chapter 14, 137. It's at the bottom. And um, Lysandra's talking. And she's basically kind of summing up some things. She says, Morath is unleashing its horrors. Maeve stirs across the sea. Two goddesses walk hand in hand with Aelin. We're getting a lot more interaction with the deities in this duet of mm-hmm. books. And I just, I find it really interesting. She says, more than that, Mala and Deanna have watched over her the entirety of her life. But perhaps it wasn't watching. Perhaps it was shaping or making, you know, one might <laughs> argue. So they might one day unleash her too. And I wonder if the gods have weighed the cost of that storm and deemed the casualties worth it. I think that's so powerful. And I feel like it's really easy to overlook. The author really wants us to to look at that. Because she even says that, I believe she's talking to Adian. Adian even says, a chill snake down his spine. So she even is like, you should pay attention to this. Because, yeah. you know, that's... We we know that there's a lot of interaction and goddesses, and even at a, a different part on page 103, at the end of chapter nine, this is Lorcan. And Lorcan is saying that he could have sworn an invisible hand touched his shoulder. He knew that touch had trusted it his entire life. It had kept him alive this long. A touch on his back to go forward, to fight and kill and breathe in death. A touch on the shoulder to instead run, to know that only doom waited ahead and life lay behind. So he even is, you know, touched by gods and stuff. And I, I feel like we're seeing this so many more times now. And I'm I'm just wondering if she even talks to Brandon, you know, like yeah. Aelin actually even has a whole conversation with her oh, ancestor. Oh, that's like ancestor, dude. I understand, but you can't, you can probably argue to a certain extent that he's almost godlike because of the legends and stuff that surround him, because he's the one that did all this shit before, or at least, you know, was trying to and, hit, mm. you know, the light or whatever. But, and I feel like there's more to come with the deities because even then they were talking about in Tower of Dawn, the sea goddess, right? They had their, well, in, mm-hmm. in, in, is it Sybil, right? For mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm going to ahead of myself. The healer goddess is Sybil. She's talked about like every other fucking chapter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and how how influential she is. You go down into the tower at the bottom. You Adam. have this in the baths, 
Yeah, the cavern. Oh, cavern. Yeah. And there's almost this spiritual awakening or 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 cleansing, right? That ha- is happening there. That's very supernatural. You have the goddess of the sea, who's talked about also. She has the the holiday there at the end, and they even take down the mourning sheets banners in order yeah. the banners in order to properly display their their uh, affection for that goddess. These are like some some pretty intense things when you think about Khan's story. We're getting a lot of of deity information and deed influence, and I can't help but wonder what is in store for us. And I know we've talked about this before. I know I've said I really feel like we're going to be able to to talk to them, to to have a conversation, or to to meet them in person at some point. Because I, I can't imagine that we're not increasing the amount of deities we're coming in contact with story-wise and not having that come to fruition. Yeah, it, it is mentioned a lot. Like, it's definitely been more of, like, like even Maeve mentioning to Lorcan, like, oh, this death god, like, that's, you know, uh, you've clearly been touched by Oh, yeah, that's guy. right. Like, was all it, of that. There was a, a god of, or a goddess of death in, um, in Antigua. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so you got Elsie or Elide, whatever her name is. Elide. Whatever. Uh then you got Lorkin. And then yep. He on page 14 and on page 16. They they talk about the touching of the shoulders and back and shit. Both mates. of them. Okay, but we're talking about the deities, so calm down. Definitely mates though. <laughs> <laughs> so so both of them are touched by an angel. Ha ha ha. Hmm. Okay, so if, like that's it's like an old TV show. Anyways, then you got fucking uh what? Aelin and her cousin, whose name I can never remember, the wolf Adian. dude. Oh wait, the cousin? Yeah, Adian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Rowan, Broen. He's got one. He's been all touched by an angel and shit. And then you got healer lady, and then you got the victim healer lady. And then you got fucking, um, oh, the uh, Manon. Manon had a thing. There's so many things. And it was also in Tower of Dawn on page 115. So, like, every, everybody out here getting touched by gods. And I'm like, okay, can we maybe take a step away from Greek? Just no more touching. So we're just, just stop touching the characters. You just leave them alone. It's just, yeah. and they're all the pieces. Mm, I don't like it. Leave him alone. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely happening. Yeah, it's interesting how how hard it has swung into that that element of storytelling. It's a big difference. Yeah. (laughs) It's a big difference. I like it. I'm not saying anything bad. I just think that it's worth noting that they're playing such a huge role. You know, obviously an unseen one because we have not actually had like a physical manifestation. Well, other than I guess Mala, like, I don't know, caressing Aelin before they went to see Maeve, I guess. If you you're going to count as a caress uh, being a physical manifestation, then literally all of these are physical manifestations because they have to do with touching. Well, um, but also, also you had Dorian's great, 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 great grandfather or whatever. He had like a whole thing with a God dude, the the one with the bones and shit. No, that was, uh, that was oh. Brandon. 
we haven't even talked about the bone person or whoever was underneath the uh, <laughs> yeah. underneath the in the, so the, 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 the senator where they just keep touching people and I'm like stop it <laughs> Brandon the whole interaction made Brandon be my favorite character in that book because I was like oh my god you're hilarious hell yeah yeah it would have been I nice was to tempted to give him Bay of the day <laughs> damn okay, <laughs> said, okay tempted <laughs> I would say for this section, my favorite, I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be Manon, but I would say an honorable mention to Elite because I'm, I'm surprised a lot by her character and who she's turning out to be. I want to know a lot more about her. I just love the way that she has been mimicking people's uh, behavior, I guess. Uh, it's very interesting to watch her go into an interaction and be like, what would Manon do? I thought that was cool as yeah. shit. I love that. I gotta give it to Manon <laughs> because the character growth we've seen in this part is like so crazy. But mm. Elite is an honorable mention, and I'm okay. I know this is my thing. I love when characters have to pretend to be married. I love marriage of inconvenience. I love marriage of convenience. I love I love arranged marriages. It's a trope that I love in books. I love it. And the fact that they're like walking around this caravan and they're like my husband my wife (laughs) Uh, it's so it's so good because i'm like forced like interaction and you guys are gonna realize you actually have have feelings for each other eventually it's gonna be so good or at least that's how that's how i feel i mean someone else could come in i guess but i just feel like that's gonna be a thing and i'm excited about it so honorable mention to a lead but manon takes it for me for this part i don't disagree yeah manon for you too yeah, Manon's really got to take it. I, just the sacrificing is, I think, I think that was so powerful that she was really willing to risk it for the biscuit. Pretty, it was, it was pretty intense because uh, she literally did not expect to come out of that alive. No, um, she girl bossed her way over the edge, literally. And I, I, I really loved that part. I just love Manon. Yeah, I really do. I think she should get her own book. Yeah, or. Video game. <laughs> Throwing that out there. I would play it. <laughs> what about Lee's favorite for you guys? Mm. It's kind of an easy pick, but Manon's grandma's pretty trash. So ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh. I got one that's mm. not grandma. Icky boys. The the not real people. Oh. In the forest. Yeah. The Ilkin. Yeah, the I knew see Icky, Ilkin. Like I was close. <laughs> <laughs> just give it to me they made me want to put the book down and like so cr- i feel in my in my brain when i was reading it my brain got so itchy whenever i was reading about them Th- they are the book version of sticky and and my brain had a full-on revolt Sure. And it was like, no, we need to burn this book. I hate it. 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 No. Ew. <laughs> no, gross. And I'm so sad that they're still gonna be there. Yeah, um, I don't think they're going away. No. <laughs> Do you think they were born of the witches? No, because the mm. the fire made it all go boom. Not, I mean, you, who's to say that there wasn't some that came out before that? It's interesting. I think of it more as some other manner of creature that Duperrington has been 
essentially mm-hmm. bringing in bringing into our world. Yeah, they've got multiple mountains that they're fucking doing shit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the witches would have to kill, like, their weird humanoid creature children. Mm. That would no, suck. Yeah, they're talking know. about how they were people, and then they took out the people, and then they put in, like, my brain right now is like, <laughs> sticky. No, 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 no. Yeah. I like that they talk. <laughs> I do like. I yeah. think that makes it so much worse. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, like I the grape. Get her way out of there, basically. That's like almost. the grape jelly of sticky. <laughs> that is like cotton candy with your fingers sticky, and I can't do it. Yeah, that's fair. I I would probably say for me, yeah, just Manon's grandma, that dumb little bitch. Why she kill? She killed Manon's sister, bro. Bitch, I'll kill you. The fuck? I don't even know that was her sister, but that's fucked up. I'm gonna kill her sister in cold blood. I'm gonna say Lorkin. You don't like Lorkin? I don't. He's kind of like a frat boy. It was something that he said in that whole debacle of the getting in the truck where he was like, damn it, fucking figures. And it was just ew. It was very ew for me. That's very sticky. It's because he said he said it figures that. I haven't had a woman in, you know, however long. And the one moment that I have found someone that I'm attracted to and I have the inclination that, like, I've got a fucking wife. Like, it's just, it was just very, like, ew. Aww. That's not. Okay. <laughs> I did not enjoy, enjoy that. That was, like, not fun to read. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I, mean, I just was like her yeah. brother at first instead of husband and wife. So like he made an attempt to not be <laughs> perceived as being in a relationship. You know. Yeah, but it, it's still it's very. It. Oh, here but it is. It's still very sticky. Page one eighty four in whatever chapter this is. This is chapter nineteen. He says. <laughs> Well, having a having Marion as his God's damn wife certainly put an end to anything more than appreciation of the stunning women. He hadn't been with a woman in months now. And of course, of course, he'd have the time and the interest in one only to be shackled by another one's lies. I did not like that word shackled. I thought it was super, 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 super insulting. And rude, and was just like yuck, gross. Like, do better. I mean, because squirt him with water bottle relationship. I just don't. I just don't take that as very offensive. Like him saying he has time and interest to pursue a woman to me is not like a gross thing. Like I get the the word of like only be shackled by another one's lies, but he met this woman like three days ago in the woods. Like he doesn't fucking know her. Yeah, I get. I get it. I just thought it was was rude, and I was trying not to pick. Manon's grandma, because I figured yeah. what if you would pick Manon's grandma? Wait, 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 wait. Would we say this behavior is chuggy? <laughs> the fact no. that you think that that's the word for that is so millennial that it's hilarious. And I'm keeping it in the podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's in. I hate you a little bit. Listen. Not at all. <laughs> all that. Jazz. So, how interesting is it that Lysandra's character is transformational? And her entire storyline is about transforming who she is. The two on the nose? No, I don't think so. I guess 
I think it's more evident in, I mean, it maybe, maybe, I think it's more evident in the Selena to Aelin transformation, I guess. There well, could be I something mean, to be said about Lysandra, though. Like, maybe her figuring out what her true self is. Maybe, maybe her message is not maybe transforming into like a better version of yourself or growth maybe not that she won't grow but maybe hers is about remembering who she was in the first place because society changed her mm. could be a thing still transformation just in the opposite direction i guess mm. could be. but you're fine how you are you don't have to to be someone else yeah like and maybe as like a metaphor for like how society can affect you and how you see yourself because she doesn't even apparently know what she looked like anymore. That kind of thing. I still think she needs to just stay a cat. <laughs> Honestly? Or a wyvern, depending. Nope. Pretty cat. fucking cool. <laughs> I need the family of cat people. I agree, though. The theme has <laughs> not really changed. It's it's a lot of uh, growth and, uh, yeah, transformation, all that fun stuff. So what questions do you have that are unanswered? I have several. I actually don't have one. What That's, what you got, Blue? Well, I'm kind of curious with the for the stuff like the Southern Continent political scheming. I'm thinking that the death of Tumalun, we said, was her how it, the Dead Princess was pronounced. Yeah, the Tums lady. Yeah, um, Dead Princess Tums. I think her quote unquote unaliving is uh related to Yurene being attacked in the library. I almost think that the oldest brother, the one married to Duva, Argun, is that what he said? Was he one of the oldest ones? He's the most Argun, he's a spy Ar- guy. Duva Argun's baby a spy daddy. one. Yeah, spy boy. The, 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 yeah, spy boy is Argun. I think it's an intentional political scheming thing to maybe fix his chances at being the heir. So I think that he's somehow related to the plot of the Valk being there, specifically for Irene being the plot line of how what it would do to Cashin. So who do you think is the sneaky stab stab in the healing tower? I don't think oh, it I was no him idea. individually. I think I think he's allowing I think he would have given that information of how to get into the Taurus Library Argon? to whoever he has partnered with to, to advance his own political schemes to become heir. Spy boy. So you think spy boy let the person in there to be sneaky, sneaky, step, step. Mm-hmm. But we don't do you know. Do you believe we have met the sneaky step, step? No, not necessarily. I just think that he is potentially behind it. And I think the suicide is uh, the apparent quote unquote suicide was not actually that. I think it was the idea of because uh, Sarah, Sarah brings this up in her work sometimes like for the autumn court. They talked about like how vicious becoming <laughs> the like true heir would be, and yeah. the potential like your brother should fucking kill you. Maybe uh, I think we're seeing that in this yeah. royal household, and I think he's the one behind it. <clears throat> I could see it. Yeah. So I don't think he was the one to do the stabby stab, but I do think he allowed it to occur, and I think he was involved in his his sister's untimely demise as well. I just think having the sneaky step step over there is weird and and kind of not in character. I, I just feel like that's a that's a weird left turn for the um 
you know, Game of Thrones family. And now, obviously, we understand that there was no stab stab. It was more like a literally suck the life out of you. Yeah. But I like stab stab better. I understood. <laughs> it would be weird to be sneaky suck suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different connotation for sure. <laughs> goofy but yeah i think there's some <clears throat> level of political scheming it could it could be a false thing where i'm meant to be suspicious of this guy and it's somebody else i could even see a world where now the interesting thing is cashin is described as uh someone who's not good at hiding their emotions or they're like scheming like they're less political than their brother so i could see it being like a heel turn where the only reason that Irene won't be with him is the fact that if she marries him and someone else is chosen as heir, it's a potential that she'll die, their children will die, she'll lose the ability to have children forever if she doesn't die, uh, that, that if he doesn't bend the knee, that he'll die. I, it, would it be interesting in a world where he was attempting to take out people to lessen the competition because that's the only thing in his mind standing between him and Irene? I don't know. I got the impression that he's not very smart. But isn't that the best character to have pull off a plot like that? I don't know. I think it's it's probably more. It feels more likely to me that it's it's either not actually a Volg, mm. Valg, Volg, or that it's like a stowaway. Well, how do you think? Because they they the body had like the same effect as the Volg <coughs> in the uh, in the other novels. Do you think they're like imitating that to like put suspicion on Kale and Nezrin? Do you believe in magic <laughs> in a young girl's um, dead, sucked out body? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that they're killing them in that way to purposely mislead people, and it's not as like Shelley the Volk? Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's definitely an option or like a, a possibility that the sneaky stab stab is not a Volk. That it's like a imitator and that they are all like, um, we're going to imitate the Volg to cast some suspicion and doubt on the newcomers or maybe like to force someone's hand into either joining or not joining the fight, depending on what they actually want and it not being a Volg at all. Mm, I could see that. I could see it being the spy person and him knowing what exactly the Vol could do to those bodies and then imitating it for his own claim to the throne, maybe. I don't know. I don't know who be doing it. I don't know who be doing the sneaky stab stab. I'm just saying that I don't think the sneaky stab stab is is a demon dude. Yeah. If I had to guess, I, th I thought it might be um, Argon, but I really couldn't say at this point. I don't yeah. really have an idea. Do you, you think know. a sneaky stab stab is a demon dude? Or do you think it's something else? Or do you think it's like a demon dude impersonator? Well, Kinda I think like an Elvis impersonator, but like <laughs> with sucking. Well, I think the manner in which the person died, I think it would have to be uh, a Valg. I don't, I don't think a normal, even Faye could do what they do to suck out the thing so if it had been like a stabbing or something like that i'd be like oh well, i don't there's there's a lot of people it could be but because in the manner in which they died i feel like it is a valg but i don't know who's responsible 
we'll see. I think it would be very interesting for Sarah to pull off Cashin being the one doing that to eliminate competition between him and the other heir so he can marry Irene because he's in love with her. Could be interesting. We'll see. Is he in love or is he in infatuation? I don't know. It's been a long time. We'll see. So I was curious on... Hold up. I got two. Okay. So one is a confusion. One is a hypothesis. Okay. So in our scriptures on page 88, which is the very last bit of chapter seven. In which book? uh, Empire of Storms. We see here that... Okay. So just just to back up. Aelin didn't kill Manon. Right. Manon owed Aelin life debt. Right. So Manon told about Dorian being still in the body. I'm with you. Right. So then Dorian was then like, oh shit, never mind. She's not like a total evil dude. So he he was like, I'm not going to be a total dickhead to her. So then she later was like, oh, he's not being a total dickhead. So I'm going to save him from the yellow legs, dude. Then he owed her life debt. But then she was saved by Dorian from Broen with the choking. So then no, nobody owes any anybody any life debts? So everybody's fine. <laughs> everybody's square. <laughs> Except she said that there's still one owed. So which one didn't count? My math isn't working. Your math ain't mathin'. It's not mathin'. And I even wrote that. My my note said, so she saved him and then he saved her from Broen. So dot dot dot. I maybe that one doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. Cause cause ain't nobody getting got. So, it, if nobody be getting God, everybody should be kosher, <laughs> I think. Hmm. I think we're just going to have to find out whenever they go to meet up, you know? Yeah, I hate it. For sure. We also had watery vision instead of watery bowels, just letting you know. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> we had lots of toe curling. <laughs> Uh, and then the the part that I have hypothesis was on page 94 in the scriptures. I'm turning there now. So just a few pages later, this is the very last bit of chapter 8. This is Aelin and Broen, uh, Selena Gomez, if you will, and Broen. Even if this thing between them even if he knew it were not mere lust or even just love. Um, we already know that Broen has already had a mate. They they have, have alluded several times in the book, books plural, that like, oh, it's not, they're not mates because he already had a mate and the mate got dead. But then in here, they're talking about it's not mates, it's something else. This thing between them, the force of it, could devour the world. And if they picked it, picked them, it might very well cause the end of it. 
And maybe having Aelin only to lose her was his punishment for letting his mate die. His punishment for finally finally letting go of that grief and loathing. Just going down a little bit further. And then he could cause away. So I what what could be more attachment than mates? Because I don't fucking know what that would be. I I don't know. I think it is implying that they are mates. That's that's how I took the line, even if the thing between them, even if he knew it was not mere lust or even just love. And I think he knows that. That's how I interpreted the it was why he had not uttered the words he'd meant to tell her for some time. Even when every instinct was roaring for him to do it as they parted. That that's what I took it. Because they already know they have that magical uh, compatibility, right? And if it's not that, and it's not lust, and it's not love, what the fuck else is there? He was talking to Aiden previously. I don't know what page it was. But Aiden was like, oh my god, so like, is she your mate? And he's like, no, I already had a mate, and she got dead. And then he's like, oh, okay, so no, it's not that. So it's like they already kind of like shut that down they're like oh well you had one so you don't get seconds i know they talk about the fact he had a mate and then the fact that they died i don't remember any dialogue of being like oh well everyone knows you get one no they don't expressly say that but they do just dismiss it whenever they bring up that he already had one i still think that they are mates i feel like we don't have enough to say that you only get one. Yeah, I don't know. I think I mean, they could be mates. with uh, Lucian. How he thought mm-hmm. that other person was his mate, and then he's like, wait, but my mm-hmm. mate's right here? Like, did that? was that not a mate? I th- That's a good point. I think it just depends how you interpret, like, Sarah's, like, mating bond. Because, like, Reese has said before, like, some people, let's just say it's the mother tying people together, and obviously there's a lot of God interaction in here. Yeah. Um, so that could be something. They also say mm. it could be a physical thing, like a breeding thing. I uh, think that Rowan is going to die. You shut your mouth. I think that the last book, Rowan die. dies. Aelin's you think Aelin? Yeah. She's way too uh, self-sacrificial to not do the thing. I feel like <laughs> she'll pull a Sarah and she'll kill them for like three pages and then be like, they're back. Hee-hee. <laughs> I don't think we get a happy ending here. Not for a second. I guess we'll see. We only have one book left after we get rid of the tandem raid. That's true. But I would I would go out on the limb and say, I don't think in the Sarah J. Mass universe that uh, you only get one. But I think I really you do. I really think you do. So that's why I, I really wanted that to be a big unanswered question for me was was because I was like, what the fuck is there that could be the thing? Mm. That's even that? more than that. <laughs> like Lucian's past thing and then Elaine. Like how did how how did you interpret that? Like where you think that maybe him and his first partner weren't mates at all? And he was he was just confused that he thought he what they were, maybe? You're talking about Akatar? Yeah his girlfriend lady that his brothers killed mm-hmm. yeah, he said he that was just some lady no it was just some lady no 100 some bitch some bitch he was like i like you <laughs> that's how how i read akatar was that lucy was just like well you're not made me but like i like you and and you like me so like we're gonna totally not be an item until his brothers were like ha ha 
I'm going to break your toy. And then they killed her. And then he's like, no. And then he gets a mate and it's the sister. Mm. The flower lady. Interesting. If I remember right, there is a moment where he's like questioning that. Where he was like, I thought we were mates. But apparently- I guess we'll have to reread Akatar. Or the <laughs> secret project. <laughs> well, I definitely think somebody's going to die. Predictions. But because I have read some works by Sarah J. Mass, I don't think it's going to be one of our couple. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Yeah, we'll find out sooner rather than later. I think prediction-wise, I'm just, I'm just, I'm ready for the Wyvern and Rook fights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, I want to see monster and creature battles so bad, and I know I, we will get them eventually. I don't know how it's going to play I, out. I want to them. see the fucking ankle leg thing be fixed. I'm so tired yeah. of her mm-hmm. having a hurt leg, and I yeah. think that she's going to end up being like super. Super something. I don't. I don't know. Maybe she's like Superman. I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you mean by that? She's well, gonna have something if, cool with her. If they really are mates, yes, mates are your equal. Yeah. So then that would mean that she and Lorcan were equals. He's kind of OP, so she needs to be OP. Yeah. We'll see how what that looks like. Oh, I love them as husband and wife, though. <laughs> <laughs> well right now they're having fun playing with it <laughs> any predictions for you cuddle uh why well, i said the the sea monsters oh sure, sure. Mm. i said that i i definitely think somebody's gonna die and i really feel like we're gonna have some things kick up with mave where because we we i think benris is gonna be a bigger character Okay. Um, and I think that we're gonna see because if you remember right, in the very last little bit, they just she slid it in there really, really like quick that he's been her bedroom slave. So I think we're gonna have like a little <laughs> mini. It's giving Reese and Amarantha. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna have like a little <laughs> mini arc thing there with him. I don't know what's gonna happen with it, but yeah, I think we will. We have not seen the last of him by any any means. Sure. That's what I'm thinking. Do you think we could predict who Purple's going to choose as Bay of the Day? <laughs> Can you? No. I don't know. I got some pretty off the wall. I think it's the beast that the rook grabbed out in the, in the southern continent. <laughs> you would think that, but you're wrong. It's the bird. Just kidding. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> It's not. So I like to pick a Bay of the Day that I believe moved the plot along the most or had the most impact on the overall plot. Mm. Sometimes it's really fucking weird, like the rat down in the fucking dungeon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that is that is how I choose my Bay of the Day. And I believe that it, it's very difficult to pick one Bay of the Day that moves both parts of the world at the same time so you're gonna pick two bays of the day no oh so i think then that the person and or thing Mm -hmm. that moved both plots along the most seamlessly and had the most impact on the furthering of the overall plot 
is Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah J. J. Mass has to be Bay of the Day for me. Oh my God. Who would have thought? <laughs> all right, just remember That's... this when she pulls off some really sad, crazy shit and we're all crying at the end. Well, you remember are Bay of the Day. <laughs> well, what do I mean? No, it's who, who? Who? You tell me. Who? You tell me who you think moved the plot along more the than the person that wrote the fucking plot. Those are the bad <laughs> the creatures you hate. Why did the you Ilkin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm out. <laughs> why, why do you guys think that Maeve is gonna go mark some people in 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 the in the place? Why is she gonna invade? Maeve is not a very nice person. <laughs> yeah, wow. she's a big um, Maeve is kind of mean and she's kind of <laughs> pissed. So, the yeah. King and the Dark Queen, Maeve and Duke. Makes sense. That's no, I hate no. that. I'm sorry. She hates them. <laughs> Does she? Yeah. Does she? Yeah. I don't know about that. She She views them as abhorrent. I don't know about that. I think for power, she'd do anything. And she hates Aelin at all costs. Like She's like, I got to build my entire city around the fact that Aelin has fire. So I think she'll want to team up with the guy taking her out, hypothetically. Taking her out for pizza. (laughs) Do the face. In in all honesty, I I can't pick one day of the day. And it's not fair to pick two. So um, It's fine if you pick two. I don't think we have any rules against it. Bays no, it's it's not very fair. So I think that it has to be default to Sarah JMS because that's that is the only person that really moved both plots through seamlessly. Unless you want to just do the entire cast of D. <laughs> oh my god! I think we should. I think it should go to to Kale's toes. Oh the my to- god! The toes. <laughs> if we're gonna give it to the toes, the grippers, if you will, then it has to be <laughs> the the dead thing with the burb. It, I mean, <laughs> get this unholy nonsense out of my church. <laughs> How dare you all? Oh. <laughs> Goofies. Well, time will tell. We're going to be continuing uh, the tandem read after this. We are going to uh, list, of course, those exact chapters. Again, we'll have some posts on the Smutty Scriptures Instagram. I know I mentioned that one earlier, but definitely check that out for updates uh, and fun memes and this shirt designs that these two, that Cuddle and Purple, are working on that are so fucking cool. We apparently have some new uh, Kale's Toe theme merch. So if that's it's coming, thing, it's it's going to be happening. But yeah, check us out on Instagram. We also have a TikTok page. Uh, we've got we got just about everything for you out here. So guess with that being said, church is adjourned. Amen. I mean, woman. I mean, uh, toes. Ilkin toes. <laughs> <laughs> Only toes. Ka-ka! Amen.